Welcome to College Sense and Sensibility, where we share first-gen tips for navigating college and beyond. I'm Yutende, and with me is my co-host, Emmanuel. Hey, Yutende, ready to talk about free money? Oh, yes. That's the best kind of money. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Not school loans, not something Mm -mm. that you have to pay back. Nope. Not, well, grants are free, but not grants that are free. We're going to talk about scholarships today. And I know we've mm-hmm. talked about it a while ago, but we kind of want to do a little refresher. Make sure if you all are new to the podcast to, to please rate, review, and subscribe, as well as hopefully we'll give you some tips on some scholarships. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So where do we want to start? Do we want to talk about how to find one um, or how to apply? Because those are usually the two hardest things. Oh, you know what? You just gave me an idea right now, right? Maybe today we'll talk about like how to find them, what to prep, and maybe next week we should talk about how to apply. What do you think? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we can keep it, you know, keep you on the edge of your seat. <laughs> <laughs> this is a great, it's a great time to be looking for scholarships. Um, I'm actually working with our one of our women support groups on campus, really encouraging our members to um apply for scholarships right now. Spring is the time when, um, you know, folks are looking to award scholarships. And do you know the number one reason why students don't get scholarships? Do you know what what it is? Most never apply. Uh, I was thinking that. I was thinking that. Most scholarship money go unclaimed. So the first thing is, is, is actually doing the application. So how do you even find one to apply for? Absolutely. And I think what you're saying is a question that I get. Like my students will tell me, they'll go, I don't even know where to look. And so mm-hmm. when you have mm-hmm. your student come into the office or mm-hmm. you're working with your support group right now, mm-hmm. where do you point students to apply? Okay. So the first thing I do is I tell them, you've got to make sure your FAFSA is up to date. So that's the first thing. Surprisingly, a lot of scholarships also use FAFSA information. So if you don't know what FAFSA is, FAFSA is the free application for federal student aid. So that is the application to get, when you hear financial aid, that is the general application to get, you know, federal money for school. So that's like your Pell Grant, your student loans, your state university grants, all the grants that you hear of when you go to schools, that's, that's the application that's used for those. Well, a lot of scholarships, instead of having students duplicate income information, just look at a student's FAFSA. So you wanna make sure you have your FAFSA in, updated, and on time. Make sure you've got all, if you are a dependent student, so that means you're under 24, you don't have any children, you're required to put your parent information on your FAFSA, make sure you've got that and that you've got it signed. And it's important to make sure all the information is accurate so that all the scholarships that you're eligible for are able to actually access your information. And remember that a lot of free money, including grants, a lot of free money is first come, first served. So once that money runs out, that's it. And it's and they sometimes will base your eligibility just on the fact that you applied on time. Wow, just the fact that you applied on time. So it goes back to our earlier mantra that we haven't talked about in a long time, I feel, but apply early. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's and the first place I tell students to look. Ah, I love that. Yeah, and I think that's so good to just have that updated. Now, I know there are some scholarships, right, that don't necessarily need FAFSA information. Is that correct? That I've saw some as well. I've seen some as well. 
Absolutely. So the next place you want to look, so there are two places that are both really good depending on what part of your education you're in. So if you are a high school student um, or, you know, just starting out going to college, you've never been to college before, but you've graduated high school. So in, in that either in high school or in that limbo before college, then you want to look in your immediate community. A lot of, um, you know, chamber of commerce organizations or um, city organizations, nonprofits in your local area often will have scholarships, especially for students who are members of certain types of clubs or certain types of demographics. So for example, in our local area, there is a um, organization called Women in Medicine, and they offer scholarships and, and volunteer um, programs for students who uh, are interested in going into medicine. Right. So that's an example. And these are, you know, organizations that you might be able to find through your high school or through um, your your city website or your county website. So get aware of what's in your immediate area. So that's one, that's one place to look. The second place you want to look is if you're in college, very often your student body or student leadership office will have some sort of scholarship listing. This may also be done through your financial aid office. A lot of financial aid offices at schools in your area will have a listing of community scholarships that might be offered through that college specifically. So check with your college financial aid office if you're a college student. Also check with the student life office um, if you're an enrolled student. Yes, I love what you're saying because a lot of those places are, I feel like, are very accessible and something that you can just do, right? And especially if you're in a club or an organization. I remember when I was in high school, I actually got a scholarship from my club or organization. So sometimes it does pay not only in the extracurricular activities as well as in leadership and growth, but it does literally pay to be in those clubs and organizations because you can get a scholarship from them as well. And I, I want to throw another thing out there as well. You know, sometimes we have transfer students who are transferring and they're going into the new school, right, in the fall mm-hmm. of, let's mm-hmm. say, for example, fall 2023. And they're like, well, I can't really apply for scholarships because I'm at the community college and I'm in transition. And one of the things I have noticed many times when they apply for the UC or the CSU applications or when they're applying for the Common App applications, there's some questions on there. If you're interested in scholarships or if, or if you'd like to receive more information, sometimes by just opting in those, you're going to receive those resources. If for some reason maybe you didn't opt in, I would contact um, the admissions office and ask them about like if there's an opt-in for scholarships. As well as sometimes I literally just go to the school's website and on their search menu, I just type in scholarships. Mm-hmm. And from there, usually what will pop up will be a list of scholarships and sometimes it will be like for incoming transfer students Mm. and those to me are like prime target scholarships because a lot of students don't know about them and they're so busy thinking about transferring they got to get all their transcripts in they got to get their certifications in and everything that you know that's not on their mind early spring semester they got to make sure they just do well Mm -hmm. so I think that's another tip that I, I tell my students to look for. Hmm. Yeah, that's that's a great one. You know, the other thing, and I mean, this is a more kind of goes in the line with your sandwich searching, but, you know, even just a Google, a simple Google search will bring up scholarships um, and you can fine tune your search. You know, it could be scholarships for women uh, or scholarships for business majors, scholarships for, you know, 
African-American students, whatever demographics you fit into or major you fit into, a lot of times you can find scholarship applications through a general Google search. And now part of this process too is just staying organized, which I'm sure we've talked about in previous episodes. If you haven't checked out some of our early, early episodes from season one, where we talk about how to stay organized, how to, you know, sort of plan uh, for a semester that applies here too. So you want to maintain a listing of the f- scholarships you find. You want to, you know, catalog them. These are the ones that are for my major. These are the ones that are for my demographic. These are the ones that are, you know, because I know how to play a violin, whatever the case is, you know, you want to keep a listing and keep it organized and know, okay, here are the deadlines. Here are the applicant here. Are the pop- this app, this one requires an essay and an application. This one only requires an essay. This one requires all of that and an interview. So you want to, you know, as you're finding them, categorize them and keep them organized. Maybe this might be having a notebook that's solely dedicated to just scholarships or keeping it um, on a spreadsheet where you have a deadline, uh, you have the requirements and, you know, the submission process. Yes, I love that. And I think we'll definitely check in about that next week as well, because I definitely have some tips on on all of those pieces because those are just everything you're saying is so important people don't realize right they don't realize how being organized can help you one get more scholarships Mm. and two save you a lot of time and and what do i mean by that so you tend to i tell my students like this let's say for example you're making ten dollars an hour i get it i get it that's what we used to make y'all so you know please don't laugh (laughs) (laughs) But let's say you do ten dollars. Um, you're making ten dollars an hour, and you put in about ten hours of work. How much? How much would you get paid for ten hours of work? You today? Ten dollars an hour. For ten hours of work. Ten hours of work. A hundred dollars. Hundred dollars, right? But mm-hmm. let's say you put that ten hours of work in a scholarship, and you get a thousand dollar scholarship. Mm-hmm. How much? would you be making an hour if you work 10 hours for that $1,000 scholarship? So a $1,000 scholarship by 10 hours is $100 an hour. $100, right? And remember, mm-hmm. that's just your first scholarship, right? Mm-hmm, so that mm-hmm. might take a lot of time for your first scholarship. Mm-hmm. But after that, you start to get a role, you start to stay organized, and then you could be making a lot more an hour. I, I always share the story um, that I had this friend that he said that his um, one of their students was making like $30,000 in scholarships a year. And I was just like, what? You know, it was like they were getting paid to go to school. Housing, mm-hmm. living cost, maybe a car payment in there, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> so, because remember, a lot of times that scholarship money, you could use it. Now, don't go buy a new car, y'all. But, you know, you could use that for your books and you could use that for a new computer. You could mm-hmm. use it because I always get that question from students like, am I only supposed to use this for my tuition and that's it? It's like, no, it's, it's you know, if you need to buy food that that week, I mean, that money's just yours. So many times, depending on the scholarship, of course, and as they do have some stipulations, but many times they're just going to give you that check. Right. Absolutely. So what would you say is the one thing that's, you know, finding a scholarship? What is the one thing students should walk away with? Start now in the in early spring, because yes. and mm-hmm. I would uh, I would I'm gonna take yours like you go to the student life office, 
mm-hmm. ask them for a list of scholarships or your club and organization that you're in, ask them for a list. Um, and make sure that, um, make sure you just read those requirements closely. Don't just put in the back burner until the due date, because mm-hmm. sometimes they do require some preliminary steps that we'll talk about next week. How mm-hmm. about you, Yutende? What would be your one thing? My one thing would be as you're finding scholarships, don't get caught up in the amount. Don't think, oh, that's, you know, oh, it's only a $250 scholarship. Oh, it's only a $500 scholarship. Well, that student that was making $30,000 probably applied to, you know, 300 scholarships <laughs> to get that. <laughs> so don't get caught up in the amount. It's, it's, you know, it's every little one adds up, right? You don't want to be one of thousands of people competing for that $50,000 scholarship. You want to be one of the 10 that's competing for that $500 scholarship, right? So don't get caught up on amounts, you know, be willing to apply to as many as you need to, to cover your expenses. Awesome. I love that. Cause that builds up really fast. 250, mm-hmm. 500, 300, 1000 exactly. before you know it. So, all right, listeners, please remember we rate, review, and subscribe. And everything we say on this is for informational purposes only. We're hoping this is helping. So again, one more plug, rate, review, and subscribe. We really appreciate your help. It's Inde. Do you mind letting our listeners know where they could find us at? So listeners, we want to hear from you. If anything we've said today resonates or if you've got a question, you want to make a comment, you can find us at cc underscore sensibility on both IG and Twitter. And you can also email us at ccandsensibility at gmail.com. That's c-c-a-n-d-s-e-n-s-i-b-i-l-i-t-y at gmail.com. And until next time, keep learning.